the Big Ten, including the Big Ten West, is only getting better. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Today, we're talking about the Big Ten Conference when it comes to football and how it's only getting better. Tomorrow, we are going to be talking about the basketball team, the men's basketball team in specific, what to kind of improvements to look forward to or look for as we move into more conference play into more serious games and talk a little bit about just the state of the program in general so lots to talk about in these next two days be sure to hit subscribe on youtube to make sure you're making getting all of these videos all of these episodes straight to you and getting notified when the latest ones come out also, be sure to follow wherever you get the podcast at Locked On Golden Gophers, anywhere, Spotify, Apple Pods, uh, Stitcher, whatever else you use, you can find the podcast there. Please leave a five-star review while you're there. Much appreciated and helps the community find us. Now, let's dive in and talk about this Big Ten because it's getting better. The West is getting better. The conference is getting better. And next year. Next year, I've seen a lot of takes, a lot of worry about next year, the Gophers will be lucky to get six wins, or they probably, they might only get four or five wins. Now, I think a lot of that is exaggeration. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that the Gophers are going to remain competitive. I think that the Gophers have the talent at hand to compete in big games, but it is younger talent and with that, there are more things that need to happen in this offseason in order to be successful. Now, while I acknowledge the schedule is more challenging, and honestly, I think you should be more excited by that, more excited that the schedule is going to be more challenging because you always hear about how the Gophers play cupcake schedule and non-conference. Well, they're not going to say that next year, or, or they will. They'll find a way, but that schedule next year is not that. On top of that, you've got a tough East three opponents on your schedule and then your classic West games. It's going to be a dogfight every single week. And that will really push and challenge and test a young, younger Gophers team. And that is what is needed to help take the next step, the next step in trying to get a conference championship, trying to get a Big Ten West division, trying to get more NFL capable players and recruits interested in this program and how that happens is having success against top programs against power programs against harder schedules finding success in those times is going to help the gophers in the long run so you have to go out there and you have to go for it you have to attack a challenge 
And I know that this Gophers team and Coach P.J. Fleck will not be afraid to attack a challenge. On top of that, the one-game mindset is really going to help and play strong at hand with the schedule next year. Now, I keep talking about next year's schedule. If you haven't seen it yet, the Gophers take on Nebraska to open the game with their new head coach. Then they have Eastern Michigan, who wasn't terrible this year. He wasn't phenomenal, but wasn't terrible. Then you have UNC, who had a Heisman Trophy, I believe he was a semifinalist, uh, and Drake May, the quarterback, looked pretty good. They went 9-3 and three or 9-4 and four this season. They just played in the ACC Championship and lost to Clemson. Then you've got Northwestern on the road, which should walk out with a win. Should. We'll say should. All right. And then you have Louisiana Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette is a lower school, but at the same time, they're a team that has messed around and won games over the last few years. There were multiple years where they were losing only one or two games a season. They were ranked over the last couple of years. So you can never underestimate a program like that. Then on top of that, right after that, you go into a home game versus Michigan. Now, luckily, it is at home, but it's still versus Michigan, who is back-to-back Big Ten champions. Then you've got Iowa on the road, always tough. Michigan State at home, Illinois at home, Purdue on the road, and then Ohio State on the road, and Wisconsin at home. It's a doozy of a schedule. It is going to be a grind, and we're going to talk about it a lot over the offseason over the closer to fall camp during fall camp we're going to talk about the schedule so it's not the last time you're going to hear about it but it is a tough schedule but that being said even after next year it'll get harder because USC is coming to the Big Ten UCLA is coming to the Big Ten there could be more teams as well coming to the Big Ten so it's never going to be easy but that shouldn't scare you off if anything that should make you look into the potential of players that are playing here, the potential and the caliber of guys that are wanting to come to Minnesota and Ethan Kaliak Manis, who's balling out in a quarterback that has the talent level. We haven't necessarily seen at the position in quite some time. We've got Texas uh, true freshman running back from the six, a class in Texas and Zach Evans here with the Gophers who looks like he's ready to, take the next step especially in the limited work he saw in one game so far looked nice looked quick looked agile looked promising Mo Ibrahim called him the future great back of Minnesota on top of that you've got Darius Taylor and Marquise Williams true freshmen from 2023 coming in building up the depth in the running back room in a running back room that has been important to this program for so many years On top of that, so far, you have every single one of your wide receivers staying. Now, I know some people might be like, well, our wide receivers didn't do anything. Well, that's not strictly true. Our coaches didn't have us passing the ball very much. And when the games, when we did pass it a good good quality, good high amount, a good average amount, not even a high amount, Michigan State, Wisconsin, You saw our quarterbacks work. You saw our quarterbacks deal. You saw our receivers get open, multiples of them. Now, that didn't always happen. It didn't always go smoothly. Purdue was a great example of that. Illinois was a great example of that. Penn State was a great example of that, where our wide receivers weren't creating the separation. But something with this wide receivers room that I'm noticing is a lot of the talent in here now are guys that can 
win the contested catch or that can create more separation. You've got Chris Hotman Bell, who is great at separation, great at finding open spaces and sitting in zones. Lamecki Brockington, who has a similar style to Chris Hotman Bell and hopefully will continue to flourish into his own in this offseason. So those two kind of thriving. Daniel Jackson is a separator. He is. For the most part, he is a separator. He's a good route runner. He's got pretty decent hands. Hopefully, he continues to take strides. And then you've got your contested ball guys. You've got Dalen Wright. You've got Marcus Allen transferring in. Those guys can go up there and win 50-50 balls, but you have to have a quarterback that's willing to take the shots and put the ball in placement where those guys have the advantage, which we've seen from Ethan so far. So there is bright side to what this future is looking like to even though it's not the anticipated team that you think would win the West like it was this past year, next year's team still has a whole lot of bright spots and potential and can go out there and compete with that schedule I listed. But it's not just about the Gophers. It's about those opponents too. Yes, they're gaining things, but next year might not be immediate success. And that's why we're going to talk about that coming up next. First, this episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is the perfect gift to give for a family, for a person who loves grilling, a person who loves meats in general. It's a great, great quality gift, and you can build your own gift package. Right now, you can go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of a 50% off site-wide Plus, if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. So right now, during their site-wide sale, they have 50% off on their site-wide. And you can use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word, and get an additional $30 off of that on top of the 50% site-wide. It's a great steal, and it's something you should definitely try out. They have five generations of family-owned expertise, and it means uncompromised quality that you can trust. And on top of that, every steak, every entree, everything is backed up by their unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. Why not give it a try over at omahasteaks.com? Again, use promo code LOCKEDON to get $30 off of your order. All right, so like I said, we are talking about also the opponents and why next year might not be as scary as fans see it. You know, every team is seeing improvements. Every team is seeing potential upside to the long-term scale of their programs. But that doesn't mean next year will be smooth for them. Wisconsin, first, first team we'll talk about here. They have a new coach that's proven to develop talent, that's built builds foundations for a program, and that has been to a college football playoff. Yes, that's intimidating, but that doesn't mean that from the jump, it's going to be a team that's going to a college football playoff. In fact, it most likely is not a team that is going to go to a college football playoff from the jump. There's so many things up in the air with the program. You don't know if he has the right skill set and the right players, the right talents, to fit his system offensively, which is quite different from what Wisconsin is used to fielding. 
it's going to take a little bit of time to get the right guys into those spots and start to compete at the level that he wants to in Coach Luke Fickle. On top of that, we have no clue what the quarterback position is going to be there next year. Graham Mertz has hit the transfer portal. Another quarterback of theirs hit the transfer portal. Could very well maybe be an upgrade that those guys are gone, but it doesn't necessarily mean the top the top person is going to Wisconsin. In fact, Cincinnati had a quarterback commit, four-star guy, Brady Dragos, still hasn't, from what I've seen, gotten an offer from Wisconsin. So we'll see if he's someone that would flip over there. Otherwise, they're going to have to look to the portal for a quarterback as well. And who knows what that could mean. Then, like I said, the system that he's bringing over, it might, it's going to take at least one year, maybe even two years to get the level of guys that he is shooting for in there. Now, long term overall, that hire is great. I believe this hire is a really great hire for Wisconsin. And I hate saying that. I'm not going to lie to you. But expecting a new coach with possibly a lot of transfers to completely just dominate and take over right away. It's pretty unrealistic. So I'm not super worried about that. And I think the Gophers will have a great opportunity to defend the Axe again at home. Then on top of that, you still have no idea what's happening with Jim Leonard. You have no idea what's happening with Braylon Allen. You have no idea what's happening with Nick Herbig right now. We'll know more of that as time goes on and as this transfer portal window closes on January 18th. But there's so much up in the air and None of it, none of it points towards an immediate successful season in year one. So it's not as scary as it looks on paper, knowing that coach is coming to town. Same thing, similar thing can be said for Matt Rule, new coach over at Nebraska. Now, recruits love to go to Nebraska. They they love it for the fan base. They love it for the history. They love it for a vast more, a variety of things. Even though they've been down, they've been able to usually get quality recruits over at Nebraska. Now, the cons of it all is Matt Rule typically takes at least one year, multiple years sometimes to get that program building. And it makes sense. Most coaches need that time, but that means they're going to need that time next year. And they also happen to take on the Gophers in the first game of the season in August. So, a lot of consistency for the program here in Minnesota with coaching. Yes, we have a decent number of new faces, but that could also serve as an advantage since those new faces and key positions might be harder to scout heading into the season with no real tape on them. On top of that, it's a home game here in Minnesota for them as well. So next year, Nebraska doesn't look as scary as what people are trying to make it out to be right away. Now, long-term, could they be? Sure, possibly. But if the Gophers continue their growth, they should be right there in that conversation with both of those programs that we talked about. Iowa, another team that Minnesota has struggled with over the last few years. Always tough for Minnesota, I'm not going to lie. And they've been in the position to add a quarterback talent that they haven't had in quite some time in Cade McNamara coming from Michigan. Again, this is a type of quarterback they haven't had in this program in so long. And so it's going to be something that makes Iowa more of a threat, even though they've been competitive with a terrible offense and amazing defense and special teams. Now, last year, they, the Gophers had the chance to win The game. They had the chance to win the game the year prior, too. They're right there in those games. It is competitive and down to the wire. So 
Yes, they have a better quarterback, but that doesn't mean they're going to just go out there and light the world on fire. In fact, outside of Luke Lachey, who has shown that he can be a trusty tight end, they had they, who are they going to pass the ball to? They have so many wide receivers that hit the portal, that lost eligibility. They are going to need to start trying to get portal guys in to their program, but also it's hard to do that when you haven't passed the ball historically. It's tough, and the Gophers have seen that as well they've seen it might be tougher now we did bring in marcus allen we've brought in dalen Wright from two years ago but if the gophers don't start using those guys you're gonna see it harder and harder for transfer wide receivers to want to come to the program because they've seen firsthand if you don't get it done so iowa might have a shot especially with the new quarterback coming in but they still need pass catchers where we've still been competitive against them in the past. So I don't see it being any different. We're going to be competitive. It's going to come down to the wire, but again, another advantage or something positive for the Gophers is Iowa hasn't played against Ethan when the coaching staff has let the reins loose and let him throw the ball and not held the leash close to the vest and holding back that opportunity. The next week we saw him let it loose. We let we let him play and we saw the rewards of that. So hopefully the Gophers will let that happen next year in the Iowa matchup and we can see what happens. Now Northwestern is Northwestern. They're not changing much in their favor in my opinion. They do have the fifth ranked class in the Big Ten Conference right now. We'll see if that sticks, but overall Northwestern isn't scaring anybody right now. Then you've got Illinois. They've handled the Gophers relatively easy and the coaching will remain top-notch. We know that. For the foreseeable future, the coaching is probably going to be pretty good. Tommy DeVito could likely be back. I believe he still has his COVID year of eligibility, but they're losing Chase Brown, who was a massive piece of that offense. They're losing Sidney Brown. They're losing Weatherspoon. Those are huge players on the defensive side of ball that helped them be one of the best defenses in the nation this year. So those are big departures, and it opens up opportunities. It opens up blemishes to try and take advantage of. Yeah, yes, they'll have people that they'll fill those spots with, but can they live up to what that team just did? Or is that the best Illinois team we're going to see in the next few years? Again, all of this, yes, the Big Ten is crazy. Yes, the schedule is wild, but there are openings for the Gophers to have a successful season, regardless. Then you're talking about Purdue, the last team in the West to talk about. They're losing their best quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. He's going to be gone. Coach Fleck has had great success against this team. And yes, we lost last year. It's that single-handedly gain, that single-handedly loss is the reason the Gophers were not in the Big Ten Championship. You win that game, you're in the Big Ten Championship. So it's huge. You didn't have Mo. You can't use that excuse anymore because you're not going to have Mo next year. So yes. Purdue is a talented team. Purdue has never actually played against Ethan, who was QBA2 at the time. There's so many ifs and buts. That's all I'm trying to state with all of this is because people are like, oh, we're only going to win four, five, six games. That's not true. This team can be competitive, but it's going to take some key things over this offseason in order to put themselves in the best position to go out there and be competitive, to get bowl eligible again, to try and take a shot at the West. Now, it's going to be the wild, wild West once again, but there are cons for each squad, which we've gone through. Heck, even Ohio State is going to feel some departures this year. 
Michigan State is winnable. North Carolina is winnable. Other non-cons are winnable. If you drop Michigan, if, if you drop the game to Michigan, you drop the game to Ohio State, it can still be a good to great year. So you don't have to assume the worst from the jump. But in order to have a successful year next year, there are four things that golfers need to do in preparation to be the best team they can next year. And we're going to talk about that coming up next. But first, we have to talk about Built Bar, who brings you this episode today. We just need to pause for a second and talk about the new bars that Built Bar has. They have cookie dough topper. They've got coconut brownie topper. They've got white chocolate peppermint and they have the, these in granola flavors as well. So if you haven't tried Built Bar before, it is literally the best tasting protein bar that I've ever had. It's covered in 100% real taco, chocolate. And honestly, try it out. It'll change your life forever. And you can get 15% off your order right now when you use co- promo code LOCKEDON15. Promo code LOCKEDON15. Had to make sure I got that right for you. Lockdown15 at built.com. So go to built.com, use promo code Lockdown15 for 15% off your order for your built bars, 17 grams of protein, 100% real chocolate, and only 130 calories. Take a chance, try built bar. All right, Gopher Sands, we're closing this thing off with the four key things that must take place prior to the season next year in order for the Gophers to quiet the outside noise about a struggle year next year. There are four things, four things the Gophers can do to set themselves up for success in a tougher schedule year. Now, the first thing is they have to, have to. This is priority number one. You have to outwork the other programs in this conference in the offseason. The extra work, the extra time, the un coaches aren't requesting it of you. The time where you don't have time to have contact with the coaches over the summer, you have to be on your grind, pushing yourself, doing the extra things, the little things, the minute things to be better next year on your own. The players have to take self-accountability to be able to push themselves and be the best team that this can be. Everyone is experiencing change in this conference. Some small changes, some major changes, but the Gophers have to get a jump start and they've got a jump start. Having a young quarterback who got game experience and game experience in huge rivalry games this season and huge opportunities. He'll get probably a bowl opportunity as well. So he'll have kind of a a head start when it comes to getting a jump on the next season. On top of that, you've got the wide receiver room being intact and gaining talent. The offensive line has depth and has been continuously building. And you have a defense that is becoming a staple of consistency. All of that put together, it doesn't matter because it helps you have a head start. But in the end, it is going to come down to how you work in the offseason. Whoever is ultimately successful in the West next year will be who comes down to doing the extra work this offseason. And this team might be younger, but they have to get mature fast. So that is point number one. Point number two is key returners can't just be great. They can't just be good. They can't just be great. They have to be, they have to at least take the step 
towards being stars at the collegiate level. They have to pop off. They have to be there every game. They have to be guys that they can look to at any given moment, like we've seen from Mo, like we saw from Newbin this past year. Now he's coming back. We need him to still take another step. Keep balling out to help not only raise your draft stock, which you're coming back to do, but to help this team thrive at the next level. So guys like Newbin, guys like Crab, even Ursary and Carroll coming back on the offensive line. And if Brevin returns as well, they have to take that next step into stardom. Now, this has been Brevin's best year by far. 481 receiving yards, 40 catches, best blocking tight end in the Big Ten, one of the best blocking tight ends in the nation. If he comes back, you PJ has to set him up to be able to even top all of those numbers to get more red zone looks, get more than two touchdown opportunities, get five, six touchdown opportunities. Tyler Newbin had four interceptions, four PBUs. Let's top four interceptions. Let's top four PBUs. Let's get more than 50 tackles next year. Those numbers, those jumps are what will help this Gophers team be in contention and push a team like Michigan, push a team like Ohio State and be in it down to the wire is when those star players step up and then some younger players step up into stars. Hopefully, Ethan can take that step. Hopefully, Cody Lindenberg can take that step. But it starts with the key returners. If you're coming back, you got to take that huge leap. So that's point number two. Point number three is the trenches need to be emphasized this offseason. Whether it's from only transfers, whether it's internally, whatever it is, the O-line has to remain a top unit. And they're replacing three interior O-line positions this offseason. We just came back from replacing four, and we showed they can do that in one year. Well, now you got to do three again this year. So you got to get back to the top unit in the conference. On top of that, the D-line needs a game-changing player, a game-changing playmaker to cause chaos for the opposing quarterbacks. Jot Joyner could be on that trend but he needs to continue to keep progressing. Anthony Smith will be a monster in this conference, but it's when his time comes, when he is ready to take that step. I still think Devin Eastern is going to be a monster on the inside of this interior defensive line. He's going to be a problem soon, but these guys have to start taking those strides, have to start clicking, and have to start getting the opportunities to put themselves into that position. So that's going to be a huge part. And number three is those trenches. And then the final part is true balance to the offense and perhaps some modern adjustments to the offense. And this comes from coaching. Prior to the UW-Wisconsin game, Minnesota was 128th passing team in the nation, only above the Armed Force Academies. That would be back-to-back. Again, that isn't something you want to be a part of. You need to pass the ball. You need to have balance. And when the Gophers find balance, you've seen some of their best games. Michigan State, Wisconsin, the back half of Nebraska. These games were the best game, the non-conference. These were the best games because the Gophers could do both. You have to find ways and you have to not get away from having that balance. So you're the Gophers coaching staff is going to have to reevaluate how to stay balanced because after that Wisconsin game, 
we did get away and ahead of those Armed Forces Academies and finished at 114th in the regular season when it came to passing in the nation. 114th out of 131. That's still not great. That's not great at all. Get above the 100s at the bare minimum. If you want to be a run-heavy team, sure, but finish in the 80s. Like, get some real passing emphasis out there. Get some balance in there. Now, the plus side is typically Coach Shiraka has been pretty good at making tweaks, not only in the seasons and adjustments throughout the season, but also moving forward to the next years. Now, this year, it felt slow in the adjustments department, but there were times where those adjustments were made and it looked great. It looked fantastic. Now, year two and year three in Kirk Shiraka's first stint here were the better years of progress. Year two, uh, we went from year one, averaging like 180 pass yards a game to like almost 210 pass yards a game in year two with Kirk Shiraka. And then in year three, it was like nearly 250 pass yards a game. So the year jump from year one to two is huge. The jump from year two to three was also huge. Now, we need to see that type of jump and that type of elevation this offseason as well in year two of him coming back. Having the most talented quarterback that he's probably had in his time in the last six, seven, eight years. A guy that he helped scout. So it's definitely something that needs to be an improvement next year. And hopefully that can be mirrored as Coach Flex said, you have to constantly be changing your best. And that needs to be happening with the offense this offseason. That philosophy needs to hit true actually to not just the players changing their best, but the coaches as well. And that starts this offseason. It's going to be huge. So the four things, finding that true balance on offense and maybe, maybe just maybe adding some modern concepts to catch teams off guard. Winning the trenches, emphasizing the trenches, continuing to improve in the trenches, D-line, O-line. Key returners can't just be good, can't just be great, but have to take the steps to being stars. And then finally, the thing that every single person on this roster needs to do is outwork every other program in the offseason, individually, as a team, as a whole, as a program. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. Please hit subscribe for this and more. Tomorrow, we're talking Gophers men's basketball. Be there or be squared. Row the boat. Sky you Go Gophers.